What's up? It's your boy back once again. Episode seven, season two. Okay, let's dive in. All right, so today, fitness talk. Yeah, we're due for another one. We're due for a talk about fitness, but we're going to take a different approach on it today. We're not going to talk about necessarily tactics of weight training and eating and dieting and all that good stuff and, you know, gym culture and life, but we're going to talk about more so what fitness is at the heart, the heart of the issue, what actually propels and sustains a fit body. Okay, so today's topic is going to be called fitness is a virtue. That's right. Being fit, the desire to be fit, keeping fitness as an important part of your life, it's a virtue in itself. And I'm going to break down why that is so you can begin to see fitness in a different light. And that's the important thing. When you have a good understanding of what it is you're doing and why you're doing it, it adds depth, it adds uh, potency, and it adds drive to what you're doing. And as you know, to stay fit, to get fit, it takes drive. We all know that. Those of us who stuck to it, Year after year, in and out of season, it takes drive. And so this here is going to help solidify that drive in you. With that said, let me state the obvious. I have to say this because it needs to be stated, and you would think, you know, most people know this, but it has to be stated, right? Take care of your body. Take care of your body. It is important. It is arguably the only thing in this world, in this life, that you will use every single day. Your house, that car, you know, your boat, your video games, I don't care. Name what it is. At some point, you're going to step away from it and not be using it directly or even indirectly. But your body, not so. You're always using your body. You're alive. You're in yourself. The moment you're no longer using it is the moment you pass. <laughs> we don't want that prematurely, right? No. Therefore, take care of your body. Thank God for medical science and scientific advancement, but you don't want to use that as a reason to not take care of your body, such as, well, you know, if anything goes wrong, I'll just get on medication. No, you should think more of yourself than that. Medication should not be a backdrop to neglect your body, to neglect your fitness. It is a worst case scenario. Hey, if all else fails, all right, I'll get medical help, but control what you can. And one of the few things in this life you have total control over is what you eat and your level of physical activity. You can control that. Therefore, there's a little room for excuse when it comes to the state of your health, obviously excluding genetic disorders and more of the anomalies out there. So use common sense with me. There's always exception to every rule. I'm speaking in general for people who are born uh, healthy. Two arms, two eyes, two legs, okay? You don't have any excuse. Take care of your body. It has value. Let's draw this right on over now to scripture, true to form, you know. So in the book of Revelation, we learn that God or Jesus, when he returns, when all this entire earthly scenario has run its course, he will resurrect our physical body. Yes, it's just not going to stay in the ground and rot. He's going to take it and it's going to get a total makeover. So I use that to say, if your body was not important, Jesus wouldn't even deal with it. He'll say, oh, you know what? You're in heaven or you're in the realm of eternity. Hey, I'm not only, I don't need to deal with this anymore. No. That's going to get a remake as well. You're going to get a resurrected, highly performing, eternal body. So he's going to still use this. This is just our base form, but it's still important because you have to use it here on earth. It's a suit you have on. The real you is a spirit. But covering that, as Job says in Job chapter 10, and he's talking out loud, he's talking to God and he says, Lord, you have clothed me with skin and flesh. You have fenced me with bones and sinews. That's just another very 
Old Testament eloquent way of saying, I'm a spirit, but you have blocked me in. You've cloaked me with a physical body. He understood that there's two, it's at least two parts to him. There's three parts to you. You have a soul, but for the sake of this conversation, you're a spirit and you're encased in a physical body and your physical body has lots of value. It's high performing and it's supposed to be utilized to the best of your ability while you're here on earth. You cannot get there without fitness. The body was made to move. It was made to be challenged and that keeps it young and it keeps it healthy. And we all want to keep as much of our youth as we can as we age because we're all aging. But here's the thing. We are all not aging at the same rate. Your aging process is strongly dictated by your physical activity, the food you eat. As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And as the other saying goes, goes, it's not that you got old, it's that you stopped moving, which made you get old. <laughs> so everything points to the fact that we need to take good care of our bodies. So with that said, that's the prologue. Let's dive in more deeply into today's conversation. So when it comes to staying fit, let's think about the inputs. What is needed to keep ourselves in, in top form? Okay. So as I said in the beginning, fitness is a virtue. What is a virtue? A virtue is a high quality characteristic in terms of your character. It's a high value trait that you have in your persona. You see what I'm saying? Who you are as a person. So if you say, wow, that's a very wise person. Well, that's a virtue. A virtue is something that has a lot of value or something that's very, um, is very, is highly utilized in terms of having a successful life in terms of how you take care of yourself and how you relate to others. So it takes virtues to keep yourself on track. And what are these virtues? So there are several of them, but I just want to outline a few. And from there, just on your own, you can think of other ones as well. But to be fit, you see, and a side note, season one, if you have not listened to um, preparing yourself for, uh, for fitness success, listen to that first. This here builds upon that. All right. It'll help you understand it. What I'm going to say here. So fitness as a virtue what virtues are needed well one discipline that's the one we're all very familiar with and i'll give you a quick definition discipline in its simplest definition is doing what you're supposed to do because it's right and that's your only reason if you take it down to its lowest denominator that's what a disciplined person is that is what they do they are not concerned with uh how they feel you know what other people think how difficult it is uh you know nothing that deters the fact that they're going to do what they're supposed to do because it's right. That's the only reason that is needed. We don't, they don't need to be going on a vacation to get fit. They don't have to uh, participate in some type of, you know, a wedding or something like that to get fit. They don't, they're not trying to, uh, you know, get in shape because they haven't seen someone in a long time. So they don't want to look embarrassed. No, all those are just more fickle reasons, superficial reasons for getting fit or taking care of yourself. They take care of themselves because in principle, they know it's the right thing to do. And that is the foremost reason why they do it. It's the right thing. That's it. Now you can add any other reason you want on top of that to increase your motivation, to increase your discipline. But at the end of the day, to get in shape, to take care of your body, you should be doing it simply because it's the right thing. And if something is right, you can't refute it. You can't debate around it. You can just choose to ignore it. You can choose to say you don't agree with it, but it change the fact that it's true. You see, there's no such thing. All this moral relativism we have out here, people think, oh, my truth, and this is what I think. No, you can be wrong. Life does have objectivity to it. <laughs> you should be taking care of yourself. And a person who is disciplined, they do it because they know it's right. 
And so they're going to do it. If they wake up some one day, man, I just don't feel like going. Uh, you know what? I still got to go. I have to do this because it's the right thing. I should be taking care of myself. I'm going to the gym. You see, I'm going to go. To, I'm going to go take that class. I'm going to go for that run. I'm going to go for that jog. Do what I got to do because it's the right thing. So discipline. Now, there's other ways of describing discipline. I'm not saying that's the only one. I'm just taking it down to the molecular level. That's what every disciplined person has running through their mind, whether they realize it or not. They're doing it because it is the right thing to do. All right. So that's one virtue right there. Discipline. Another thing is consistency. OK, consistency is keeping it up every single time. You have to be consistent. So, you know, you can be disciplined for a few months, but not very consistent because you can kind of just give up or say, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Well, no, consistent every month. Every day, every week, 365 days out the year, consistently working out. Now, it doesn't mean every single day, which means that you're, you're working out more often than you're not working out. You are consistent. Three days a week, you're always in there. Four days a week, you're always in there. You see what I'm saying? Five days a week, you're always in there. You're consistent. You have to be on it all the time. That's how the body changes. All right. I remember when I would be training uh, some years back, especially during COVID, it would amaze me how some people would, after 30 days of, ex of working out, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm working so hard, my body's not changing, where are my results? Hold on, slow down. You spent five years putting yourself in a hole by neglecting your body, eating bad food, not working out. You think you're going to turn this thing around in 30 days? No. If you drill a hole 100 feet, you better be ready to scale up 100 feet to get yourself out. It, nothing comes overnight. You didn't get out of shape overnight. Do not expect to get in shape overnight. You need to be consistent. <laughs> and in that moment, when I'm explaining to them, they realized that them fries and cookies was not worth it. That wine right before bed every night, that nightcap of sugar cookies, it wasn't worth it. That five to 10 minutes of pleasure doing that day in and day out and not doing something to mitigate it, it wasn't worth it. You should have just had some restraint, all things in moderation. And as I said, did what you're supposed to do, which means exercise. OK, so you have to be consistent. Don't work out for a month and oh, OK, I did pretty good. No, stop that. Either you're going to do it or you're not knowing between. Stay on it. Be consistent. Be a person of your word. A person of their word follows through on what they say they're going to do. If you say you're going to work out, then you're going to work out. If you say you're going to exercise and do it, get in your cardio, get the heart rate up, you need to do it. If someone didn't tell you, then I'll tell you. You need to do it. Be consistent. Okay? That's virtue number two. Let's move to another one. Patience. Oh, yeah, this thing's done. We hear it all the time. It's almost cliche. Patience is a virtue. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's cliche because it is true. Being patient isn't merely just waiting. It's your attitude while you're waiting. You see? It's what you're feeling and what you're thinking while you wait. So you can wait impatiently. You can wait and in, in your inner world, in your mind, you know, just irritated and frustrated, throwing an attitude, temper tantrum. Yeah, you, you're not being patient. You're waiting, but you're not being patient. Patience respects the process. You see, if you respect the process, you won't be throwing your hands up all upset. That you didn't get your results after six months or whatever. No, things take more time than that especially building muscle. Body fat, you can use kind of quickly. Muscle mass, no. You're in it for the long run, big time. You have to be patient. Respect the process because it's in the process where you'll change the most. It's that time between when you incept and when you hit your goal, that's when you're changing because all the hardship starts hitting. You start realizing, wow, if I want this, if I want to really take care of myself, I have to pay a price. And part of the price you pay is being patient, okay? If you're molding the body, it takes time. It doesn't mold overnight. 
Think about it. If we all did 10 push-ups a day and all of a sudden had a beach body, we wouldn't value it very much. It's too easy. We would eat like crap, drink whatever we want to drink, do 10 push-ups, and all of a sudden your body looks fantastic. It would be a distortion of what righteousness and right or wrong is. It would be a distortion of work ethic. It doesn't work like that. Consistency and patience. You have to be patient. Give it time. Stay on it. Whatever you keep working at, you will eventually get that's real talk. I don't care what your position is. I don't care what your genetics and what you feel like you did or didn't get. Stop all that. You can be on any side of the spectrum, any position. If you set your mind to something and you stick with it, you will achieve it. Bottom line, that goes for all of us. None of us has everything working for him or her. We all got our weak points. We all got our strong points. Use what nature gives you and build off it. You go, okay? Don't compare yourself to somebody else and think, oh, so-and-so can do it because of this or that or this, this, not working for him. Stop all that. That's that child is complaining. Nobody has it all. I don't care what it looks like on the other side of that fence. The grass is not necessarily greener. You, you, you are you. <laughs> They're them. Work out, do what you got to do, and be patient. Okay? Be patient. Another virtue. All right, that's number three. Another virtue is perseverance. Now, perseverance is similar to patience because it requires being steadfast for a long period of time. But here's the difference. Perseverance is how you respond when something's not going your way or something's moving against you. Okay? So just to kind of highlight the difference, patience is your attitude while waiting. Perseverance is how you respond to adversity. That's your perseverance. So what is adversity when it comes to uh, you know, weight training or staying fit, right? Well, building muscle takes a lot of time. And guess what? Genetics does play a role. It's going to be harder for some people to build muscle than others. I'm such an individual. You see, I'm, I'm what you call an ectomorph. So without going too, too deep into the, the anatomy, an ectomorph is someone who does not, whose body type does not want to carry a lot of muscle. So when it's put under the pressure of building muscle, it takes more time than the average person. I'm not going to use that excuse. I still got after it and I end up going far beyond any goal I could have set for myself. So I just say that to say that that's why I say no matter what state you're in, genetically, this and that, like I said, nobody has all the perks. You got to be willing to persevere. Okay. And when it comes to your diet, t- telling you when you have to go on a diet and you have to change how you eat, them taste buds are going to fight you. It's, you're not always going to want to eat that meal, that healthy meal, but you know what? You got to do it. That's adversity. You got to control those cravings, not have that alcohol, not have that nightcap, stay away from that sugar, stay away from that restaurant food, cook at home more than you go out. That's adversity. You see mental fatigue sets in your body craves and wants to do certain things. Old habits die hard. It's got to die. It's not going to feel good, but that's why you have to persevere. That's why you need that virtue. You see what I'm saying? You must persevere. That gives the reward value. Nothing's really valuable if you're not challenged by it. Think about it. When something's too easy, you know, you're like, okay, cool, but you don't respect it so much. But when you fought for something, when you sacrificed for it, when you went through hardship to get it, it means a lot more to you, doesn't it? And that's just not applied to fitness. Think about any part of your life where you had to really fight to get it. You value that thing, don't you? Think about it for a moment. Boom. That's my point. Okay. (laughs) So perseverance, very highly needed. All right. So that's uh, that's four right there. But let's go ahead. We'll stop at five. Okay. Let's throw out um, let's throw out a fifth virtue uh, that's needed. And so let's just go with integrity. Okay. So integrity is 
it's a combination of discipline, but it's also you could you can think about you can think about integrity as a variant of discipline. So we talk about discipline. Discipline is doing what is right because it's right. But your integrity encompasses several things. It's about it's about who you are. All right. So integrity draws in every aspect of what you feel kind of like is right or wrong. You're a person of integrity. Look, all these things about life, all these things about myself, how I respect myself, how I think about myself, how I want to be of service to others, be an example of others. I'm a person of integrity and I want to uphold all of that. So you can think about the four virtues inside of a bag of integrity. All right. The four virtues which you're employing. But if you bring it all together, it constitutes who you are and you follow through on it. That's your integrity. Think about a big net. You see what I'm saying? The four virtues are like the fishes or the contents of the net and you bring it all together. It's held together by your integrity. The net itself is integrity. It's all of that composed into one thing and is being held together by you being who you're supposed to be. You're a person of integrity. All these things about you, you're going to keep be consistent on all of them. It's part of your constitution. That is who you are, you see. And when you employ all of this simultaneously, you're now a person of integrity. You see, you're going to work out because it's right. You're going to persevere because you want to be a strong person who doesn't faint in adversity. You're going to be patient, have the right attitude because that's most enhancing to your inner life. You see, you kind of see where that goes. You're going to be you're going to be on this. This is beyond you. This is about, you know, if you want a wife and kids, they're going to benefit by you being in shape. You know, which puts you in a good mental place. It helps you to live long upon the land, be healthy for your grandchildren so you can run around and play with them. You see, sets an example. You know, we reflect off one another. Your mate will see that. That will influence them to be health conscious. Your children will see that. They'll understand that taking care of their body is is going to be an important part of their life, too, because I saw mom and dad do it. That's how kids are. They emulate. You see, now you're a person of integrity. Like, wow. This is who he or she is, and they're going to follow through on it and be like that all the time. Wow, that's a person of integrity. Very admirable. That is a virtue. It is a virtue. Okay? So, take all of that in. I'll reiterate them. Okay? From the top. Discipline. That was number one. Number two. Uh, it was uh, consistency. Number three. Patience. Number four. Perseverance. Number five. Integrity. Integrity is the whole of the parts. Okay, bring all this together. You implement it. You're a person of integrity now. And integrity is everything. And that's what fitness is. All right. So when as a person advances and becomes stronger and their body composition improves, they start adding the muscle and all that good stuff. And all of a sudden they start to get aesthetic. All of a sudden their back and their legs start to get muscular, start a little bit more vascular. All of a sudden they flex. You can see the muscle contract. All of a sudden their body composition gets better, start losing fat and adding muscle. You see, you're seeing all these aesthetic changes. Their abs are showing. Their glutes are becoming more defined. You're like, wow, that person looks great. Well, guess what you're looking at? You're looking at virtue. And that's the point I want to get here. Yes, aesthetically, it looks good. Yes, there is more of a superficial element as in a sense of an outward appearance that looks very good. It comes with a fitness. But guess what you're looking at in real time? You are staring at their virtues because the things I just named what it takes to get a physique like that. It takes virtues, which is why fitness is a virtue, because without that inner world, you see, without those inner characteristics, it's not possible to advance your body and then keep it. 
it takes a virtuous person. So the next time you see someone who's fit, if you're one of those people who think, oh, they just care too much about their body, oh, they just have good genetics, or all this and that, if you try to demonize or try to downgrade what they've done, I want to correct you. Because you got to think about this more positively. Your mind should be going to the negative. You should think to yourself, wow, that person loves himself. They care about themselves. They, they, they organize their time to make sure they took care of their fitness. They stay consistent. That's what you are seeing. You're looking at virtues in bodily form. You see? That's what should be going through your mind. Not only when you see someone else, but someone like yourself. You want to think, hey, how can I become a more virtuous person? Let me start exercising. Because when you start putting your health first, other parts of your life start to get together. Why? Because to stay fit, you have to prioritize it. You see, you have to control yourself. You can't eat all those things you might want to eat. You see, you have to find time for that gym. You have to keep implementing this day by day. And so it has a ripple effect around the rest of your life. Your relationships may change a little bit. That party schedule may change a little bit. When you get up in the morning, it may change a little bit. How you utilize your energy is going to change a little bit. Why? Because you now know you have to take care of your body. So there's a positive net effect over all areas. And as you build that out, guess what? You become an example for others. And whether they say it or not, they notice. They're taking note of that. And it's influencing them in ways you don't even know. So that's the kind of person you want to be. To be fit is to be a man or woman of virtue. And as you keep going, that virtue will shine outwardly in your composition, in your countenance, and in your aesthetic. And it's all a beautiful thing. God made it, we're formed from the clay, and as God says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Which means fearfully meaning we put he put us together with a high attention to detail and a high level of care. That's your physical body. You take care of it. That's all I got. I'll see you next time.